Welcome to Engage Your Tribe, a podcast about the art and science of audience engagement. I'm Jeremy Shear, and my guest today is Christy Perdue, VP of Marketing at Optimize AI. And I just want to note that Optimize is spelled with E-Y-E-S, so it's kind of a clever spelling, and I like that, and I just wanted to <laughs> let the listeners know. So, Christy, great to have you on the show. Thanks for being here. Yeah, wonderful. Thank you. So tell us a little bit about your background in marketing and about Optimize. Great. I have been in marketing and in the technology industry for uh, probably about 25 years now. Uh, started out actually as a development manager, so a little odd, but then quickly worked into product marketing, product management first, actually, and then product marketing. And just from there, started working out and working into taking over all of marketing and up the chain, been a CMO at a small startup. I've worked at large companies, as large as CA, mm -hmm. medium-sized companies, but always in software technology. And right now I'm working at Optimize, another startup. And Optimize really is focused on bringing new technology focused in AI, ML, and in risk modeling, actually, looking at the industry in, in a new way. And risk is typically looked at in a way of, you know, this is a marketing show, so I don't want to bore anybody. You know, risk is one of those things that, you know, a lot of people don't want to, unless you're a risk person. But uh, risk is typically looked at in, I would say, silos, you know, whether you're in cyber mm -hmm. risk or privacy risk or you're looking at supply chain. And what Optimize is doing is really looking at not risk management, but a kind of a level above that and helping organizations model and look at your risk across the enterprise and bringing that together in one optic and um, looking at quantifying that risk across the enterprise, different ways of visualizing to be able to make decisions better, looking at your benchmarks, and actually doing something that no one else in the industry is doing right now. Most organizations or most vendors and organizations themselves look at uh, more of an outside-in. You know, you're a bank, you're a, a manufacturer of this size. So, this is what you should look at as far as your risk and how you should perform. We actually take it from an inside out view. We go, okay, you're a bank, but you're at this size. And, oh, this is your data, how you perform, mm -hmm. how you act. It's almost looking at your DNA and your blood. This is the difference of saying, mm -hmm. okay, you look sick and you kind of look a little pale, so you must be... Uh, you must have the flu versus taking your blood and taking a couple tests and going, oh, you actually don't have the flu. Uh, you have X, you know, whatever. Mm -hmm. So it's really looking at the real internals of the organization, their business objectives, their risk tolerance, their people even, and building it the other way, turning it inside out so that you really understand your risk in a very different way so that you can be more proactive 
mm-hmm. and look at different scenarios, worst case, best case. And with the evolving changes right now around privacy law, cyber escalating, yeah. really being able to cross evaluate how risk affects everything, supply chain, all these different things. Yeah. So that's what we do. And from a marketing standpoint, very exciting times to be able to mm. take something new to the market and uh, communicate and work with our executives and our board and uh, the market in general. Yeah, no, very cool. Thanks for that. And, you know, I think you're right. If you're not kind of in the risk business, it's not something you think about all the time or even want to think about. But I think anyone can see the value of what you guys offer. And But the people who really do care and the folks that your audience for your marketing, these are chief risk officers, right? Mm -hmm. Chief technology officers, chief information officers, people like that. And I know that one of your strategies is interviewing these folks. Yeah. Sitting down and talking with them, which, you know, I think personally as, as a podcast person who does a lot of interviews, that that is one of the best ways to get to know people, earn their trust learn about what they really care about, you know? So, but, but what's your take on that? Why, why do you, first first of all, what kind of interviews do you do with these folks and why do you interview them? Well, this kind of started from the very beginning with our CEO. He did something that you hear about with startups and you hear about marketing all the time when you're trying to find product market fit. Mm Mm-hmm. He started, uh, you know, we've been in existence for about four years. And the way he started the business was starting to talk to C-levels. I mean, he started out trying to build a totally different product. And he went out talking to CXOs, trying to find out what they needed, what their their real need was. Yeah. And by doing that, he kept hearing over and over and over again that what he was thinking, you know, the build it and they'll come really wasn't what the real challenge was. So he quickly mm. changed from a strategic standpoint, kept listening, kept talking, talked to four or 500 CXOs over the mm. first couple of years, kept those relationships, kept talking to them. We still have two weekly meetings, a C chief privacy officer, I call it a forum and a a CISO forum where Mm -hmm. we speak with many of those contacts on a weekly basis, where it's just a call to talk to them about what their pains are, what they're seeing, what we're doing. There's different agendas every week, but it's, it's an open forum with just many of those contacts. They're, they're not necessarily customers. They're not necessarily prospects, but there are just mm-hmm. people out that we've talked to. So that started this trend of interviewing and talking to, you know, this is one of the first companies that I've worked with that product market fit, from my perspective, isn't an issue. We've nailed mm. that. that is, that's not a concern because we continue to talk to the customers and we continue to interview them. And from the top down, that is a, and it's wonderful from a marketing standpoint, I have to say, mm-hmm. we continue to do those interviews. It, it's, it's part of our culture now. It's part of our, our mm-hmm. DNA to continue to do the interviews to make sure 
that that customer voice, customer challenge, need, dynamics are inbred almost into what we're doing because that's why we're here. Mm-hmm. So that's that's I don't I'm not sure if I answered your question, but that's Oh no no no, no, no. You, you you totally did. I mean, I think that there, there there's a lot there. You said a lot of really interesting things. I mean, first of all, I just I I love what you're saying because I mean, product market fit is everything. If you don't have that fit, then your business will not work in some very fundamental way, right? I mean, it will fail if you don't get that fit right. And what better way to find the fit than to simply ask the people that you're hoping will buy whatever it is that you're selling, what do you need? You know, what's, what's actually top of mind for you? I mean, it seems so simple. And yet a lot of, I guess a lot of companies don't do it, you know, but just that's invaluable information. Yeah. Very few, right? very As, few do it. And very few, I know yeah. a lot of C- CEOs will talk, make it a point to talk to some customers. They may talk to prospects. Yeah. Marketing always wants to talk to customers. They want to, very few get the time to, let alone prospects, yeah. a lot of, let alone just yeah, I talk to CXOs that really aren't our prospects. So maybe yeah. hopefully. <laughs> That's okay. You know what? I, I I can edit that out. I might just leave it you in. Know, that was a great dog howl. You know, that was a fantastic dog howl. Yeah, you know, she had surgery, so I've I've left her down here okay. because I have to watch her. So, yeah. but you know, and I have no idea what I was about to say. <laughs> just, you were talking you were saying you'll interview people who are not prospects oh, not yeah. customers I just mean, because you know we have that's part of building the network from my standpoint yeah. we have a huge network of just from my standpoint people that are part of the community and if they become a customer great if they're just mm-hmm. inputting to the need, great. That's part of building a community. And, you know, yeah, we'd love them to be a customer someday. But yeah. if they, all they do is say, you know, hey, I know this technology. That's wonderful, too. And they, they, they may or may mm-hmm. not do that. But, um, you know, to me, that's part more of, of how I would say the world works today. More of, of yeah. the, you know helping creating thought leadership and trying to understand passing along what we know, you know, it's, it's more being part of, yeah, I'm not a risk professional, but I'm out there talking to Mm -hmm. the risk professionals. Yeah. I, I'm not a practitioner, but I've, I've been in privacy, compliance, information, governance, uh, risk, all of these areas, my entire career so I do have something to contribute. Mm-hmm. It's all part of that network and community. And, uh, you know, that, that's a big part of stinking in as a vendor to be part of the community, not just yeah. a vendor sitting there saying, bye, bye, bye. Um, and that's right. really important to me as a marketer and as an employee is finding a, a place to be where that's, again, part of the DNA. We're, we're here to be part of the community, not just to be and 
to be part of the community and be a participant. Yeah. Yeah, like to have skin in the yeah, game no. more than just we want to sell you as much stuff as we can. It's to be part of an, like an ongoing conversation. Absolutely. That's more interesting. Yeah. It's more fun. Yeah. It's more stimulating, yeah. right? Absolutely. Yeah. So, so, you know, I wonder if a lot of marketers don't do this because like you mentioned, okay, time is always an issue. Yeah. Fine. But I wonder too, if there are certain assumptions that people make like, well, I'm not an, a, a trained expert in this. Like, how am I going to interview someone who's like a PhD in whatever, or like a CEO of something like who, you know, or, or they feel like how these people aren't going to want to talk to me, you know, what's in it for them. And so, so that's my question to you. Like, I think that's wrong, but how do you get people to agree to give you their time to talk about this? What is in it for them when you reach out and say, Hey, would you like to, you know, be part of this conversation? And they say, yes. Why do they say yes? It's really interesting that you, you asked the question the way that you just did, because I find number one, as a marketer, getting that yes and getting that interview is so educational. The more mm -hmm. I, more I interview, the more I learn, the more dangerous I become. So from a marketer, it should be a huge driving force for me to get those interviews and to be in those interviews. But as far as getting the yes, it's interesting because I just, I just got off of interview this morning and I had one last night as well. I interviewed a, a, a former NSA executive officer and former, he was a CS, CISO from the largest cybersecurity firm. Um, mm -hmm. And he, he's not used to being part of marketing things mm -hmm. and, and being interviewed in this type of arena. So he, the people you're interviewing are, are not as comfortable or may just be as uncomfortable as, as you are with interviewing them or, you know, so there's mm -hmm. every people are human. So it's, yeah. it's a, they're wanting direction on, you know, who's your audience? What am I, you know, what's the purpose? You know, how can I help yeah. you? So the, you know, yes, I think that we have it a little easy because we've built this community. We've built this network of, of C-level executives. So I can, it's kind of easy because we did the work up front for me to go out and say, you know, hey, I would love to interview you. And because we've kept this network up and we've done this work, it's not as hard for, for us to go out and get someone to say yes. But when I do get someone to say yes, because I'm not starting from scratch, but when I yeah, do yeah. get someone to, to say yes, I'm not a cyber expert. I know a little bit to be mm -hmm. to be dangerous to to at, you know there's so much stuff going on privacy or, or cyber if, if you're in the industry you can ask a few questions to get them talking but that's really all you got to do ask a few questions you know it's almost like being on a date ask a few questions about a person and get them talking and they you know show a little yeah. interest get them talking about themselves 
That's really all it takes. Yeah. Ask a person to explain what their business is. Ask a person to explain why it's important to define it. What's the biggest thing going on? I mean, you, you, you don't have to understand what's in their brain yeah. to get enough information out of them to make an interesting interview. Mm-hmm. You really don't. And you can learn so much from that. Yeah. The interaction, the interaction from it, you just keep asking more questions. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. I agree a hundred percent. And, you know, I think a couple of important things that you said, like one, just ask, you know, what's the worst that can happen? Someone says no. Okay. Go on to the next person. Right. But I think a lot of people say yes, because like you said, people are human. It's flattering to be asked, Hey, would you, could we interview you about your expertise on what you do? And a lot, it's not often that most people get the chance to do that. People like to talk about themselves and their thoughts and what they do, you know? So, and, and I think as long as you make it clear, I'm not trying to sell you anything. This isn't a bait and switch. You know, this is an honest to goodness conversation. I really am interested in you. And there's no, no strings here. As long as I think that's why when, when people get wary where it's like, Hey, can I have 15 minutes of your time to learn all about your business? And then, and dem and then you can demo our thing. Like, no, 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 I don't, I'm not going to sign up for a demo of your software because I don't know you, but as opposed to, Hey, we, we have this series we're doing on, we interview experts on this topic. We'd love to include you. You know, would you would you be into that sharing your knowledge and insights? Oh, really? I, I'm in it. Sure, yeah. That's you, you know, and, and especially if you can demonstrate who else you've talked to, yeah. then oh, I, I want to be in that company. Wow, that sounds fun. That sounds and and I'm flattered. Frankly, yeah. I think that's the key. That that's how you get people to come on. Just be human. Be honest. Don't try to trick people. And it's so much easier than people think because it, exactly what you're saying. It's you ask. Yeah, I relate it to to dating, but it is it mm-hmm. is very much ask about them, ask about to explain what they do to to yep. you know ask you know the the person that I interviewed that I mentioned this morning. It's I asked about the things that they do. Yeah. And it doesn't have to be much more complicated than and that. And they were very nervous at first and then but then they started, you know, as soon as they got comfortable and it, it's interesting as soon as they, you know, I mentioned this earlier, but as soon as they thought I wasn't I, I wasn't asking a question, they started talking about, mm-hmm. you know, how they they pioneered a certain type of chart and how it came from a, mm-hmm. a something that their kid did a long time ago. Sorry. <laughs> Somebody just came in. Yeah, right. Oh, the dog has to. The dog has a lot to say. Hush, baby. Hush, baby. <laughs> there you go. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, it's okay. She's usually it's very okay. quiet and nothing ever happens. And especially because she had surgery, she's usually just, you know, she's drugged. 
Well, she knew you were going to be doing this interview, and she's like, "I have a lot. I want to be part of the interview." I almost took her up and put her in the room, but then you know she she starts <laughs> barking up there because she's alone. You know, that's I listen. I, my dog is right now at my feet, and not making a sound. You know, sleep sleeping. My dog is old and like rarely barks, but I you you, you got to have if your dog has just had surgery, then the dog has to be with you. No 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 argument. Okay. Anyway, so, yeah, you were saying you get someone, they just relax and they start telling some interesting story. Yeah, about, about how they pioneered the specific type of graph and, and how it came from something yeah. from, their, from their, a child's toy. And that right. they created something that became used throughout their industry. And uh, it was just, it was really unique and cool. You know, like, yeah, you realize right. that cool. was just recorded and they were like, oh, wow. <laughs> Right, right. But that's the great thing. Like once you get people in the flow of, of a real conversation and they relax and whatever wariness they had about, are they going to ask me weird questions or am I going to sound stupid? Once you demonstrate that, no, no, I, I've actually thought about this and, and you keep it simple and you just ask things that you know are right in that person's wheelhouse they'll just start getting into it and get enthusiastic. And then, and then you get those great nuggets, those stories that you might otherwise not get or that are rarely captured in that yeah. way. Yeah. yeah, that that's great. So now, of course, it does take preparation, uh -huh. right? I think a best practice is keep things pretty simple. Ask open-ended questions, not yes or no questions. But so what's your method? How do you prepare for a given interview? You know, you've mentioned already before, you're not an expert on you know risk stuff but you need to you do need to know enough mm -hmm. to have the conversation or at least know what you know get other people talking so do you do research sometimes like how do you prepare and how do you come up with specific questions for a specific interview yeah well yeah like i i, I know enough to be dangerous mm -hmm. so i i typically certainly research who I'm going to talk to. So I know a little bit about them and, and areas to, to ask as far as their specialty or their interests, but also more, you know, you know, I am a marketing person. So, you know, I want to, I want to yeah. get to the things that I want to get out of them. So certainly, you know, how can I connect what they do to what I want to promote or what I mm -hmm. want to maybe have them say or try to get them to say. But it's really not that difficult. It's not that much yeah. that you have to do. I mean, the research, maybe five minutes. You know, it may be mm -hmm. 15 or 20 minutes. But it's really not that much of, of an effort to really yeah. just get a few things, write a few notes down of, you know, I want to cover this or prompt this. But it's really not, not a lot. Mm -hmm. Right. It certainly doesn't have to you be. Know, unless I'm going you know, straight, you know, completely out of my wheelhouse per se and, and talking yeah. to someone that, let's say all of a sudden I was going to talk to someone that is in, I don't know, that, that I brought in someone that was a specialist in, in, in IT DevOps. And that's an area that mm -hmm. I don't really have a background in at all. So I might spend, you know, 20, 30 minutes 
looking a little bit more into DevOps because that's that's not an area that I've really dealt with or marketed. Yeah, you know, I might I might do a little bit of yeah. that, and then you know, and and because I'm not as knowledgeable in there, I, you know, I certainly would ask them to you know explain that a little bit more to to people to me, and you know, it might change a little bit about the questions I ask. Mm-hmm. It also depends on the audience that I'm doing it for. Yeah. So who and and who? So speaking of which, who is the audience? Like, do you how do you capture these interviews, and then what do you do with them? Yeah, most of the time we're going between, right now we're doing a lot of this over Zoom. We're creating mm-hmm. videos and we're chopping them up for social, for various different avenues of what, we're, what we want to share them out to. We are evolving that. Again, remember we're a small, small startup. We're evolving that into mm-hmm. podcast eventually. Right. Yeah, you know, the interviews we did last night, in fact, I had uh, two C-levels join us and we had one executive interview the other executive and we had a 45-minute mm-hmm. interview, which was amazing. And it was more on the line of a podcast and mm-hmm. going more towards that podcast scenario. So it's it's getting more and more like that. So I think maybe in the future, nearer future, we'll we'll probably lean more towards starting a podcast because it's getting yeah. harder to break those down, break the, you know, each question down into a separate video or something like that. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, we, we've been doing most of ours on Zoom and, and doing videos and, you know, typical social promotion and using them for blogs, using them for content, using mm-hmm. them for, okay. for various different different scenarios. But right now, a lot of what we are doing is awareness generation of various different topics. And I also typically create a little small snippet for, I call it a snippet, but for the the interview, (laughs) the interview, other Mm -hmm. than just the video itself, but create something for the person I interviewed as well, kind of like the best of component Mm -hmm. so that they can use it however they want as well. Okay, right. So they get a lot out of this then. Yeah. They get to talk about themselves and have a great conversation and they get some content they can yeah. share, which is great. And I, and, and I love that you guys are then repurposing this content in all kinds of different ways. I mean, that's super smart. Chop it up into the videos, right? You repurpose it as transcribe it, create blogs. I mean, and it, it's, you know, as a content person myself, I have found, and it's just common sense, let's say I want to write a blog post, boy, if I start just staring at that blank screen, it's, you know, that's going to take a long time and drafts so much easier just to like have a conversation with somebody and then transcribe it and then turn that into a blog. You know, it still takes some work and you have to shape it, but you're starting with so much content already. Oh yeah, It it just makes sense. It's more efficient. It's easier. I think. Yeah. We feed every video through a transcriber so that we have Mm -hmm. all the content. It's good for quotes. It's good for, I mean, we've turned a couple of the videos into transcribed documents um, just for the SEO purpose, frankly, and use those for the basis of some of our, our blogs just because we've had really long videos and some of the, Mm -hmm. some of the content that we've cut out 
we've used for a separate blog just because it was frankly the video was too long but we use the the content in other ways yeah smart i mean and again you know writing a really good blog post can take weeks through all the drafts and revisions and then like coming up with just stuff to say it's it, like you said a prep for a typical interview might be 20 minutes and then you just have this great conversation with all kinds of cool spontaneous moments and stories stuff that you if you were just writing it from scratch there's no way you can really replicate that because this is that's just all coming out of your head and this is the interchange between two people or three people which just sparks a lot of interesting creativity it's just gold, right? It's just, it's like a content machine. <laughs> and if you have an efficient way to repurpose that, then, you know, you'll have all the content you ever need, really. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. And we do a lot of, with the videos that we do, interviews that we do, we do a lot of cross splicing as well, just mm -hmm. to create additional videos. So it's, uh, it's, it takes a lot of work. It takes a lot of time. Sure especially when we're a startup and the, you know, but it's, there's so much valuable content. If you can get, you know, from the marketing standpoint, to me, it's a must from mm -hmm. the, from the, the people you interview there, there's so much more, what's the word? I want to say scared. <laughs> they're, they're so much more <laughs> uncomfortable and, and all they want is guidance. Mm -hmm. You know, okay, what do you, what do you yep. need me to yep. do? Like, you right. know, just talk about X, Y, Z. Don't worry about it yeah. past that. Just, just do this. And I got it from there. You, you know, and then it's my job mm -hmm. to take the best out of the 10 or 15 minutes that I had them talking and pull out the yep. two minutes of gold or the 15 minutes of gold, if that's what they did, and then figure out what to do right. with it. But it, it's, to me, it's just getting people just need to get started. They just need to get started yeah. doing it. Abs absolutely. And, you know, we could have a whole other <laughs> discussion about how to, what you were just saying. A lot of people sometimes, even when they, they, they want to talk about themselves, they'll agree to do it, but still a little nervous yeah. because people don't want to look dumb or say the wrong thing or, you know, but, and so there's a whole art and science to being the host, you know, being the interviewer, putting people at ease, creating the right atmosphere and tone. You know, there's a whole other discussion to be had about that, which maybe we can do in part yeah. two. But for now, but for now, I just want to thank you, Christy, for a, for a great discussion. I think we've demonstrated in real time what, you know, what can happen when you just kind of get on, you know, start talking together on a topic that you're both interested in and, you know, have it just have a great chat. I really enjoyed I it. I did too. Thanks. Okay. Thank you. That's it for this episode of Engage Your Tribe. You can subscribe anywhere you get podcasts on any podcast app. And while you're at it, you might as well give the show five stars and leave an over-the-top comment about how much you love the podcast. You know you want to. If you're a marketer or an internal communicator and you're interested in podcasting, we've got tons of free resources on the website at tribknowledge.com. That's T-R-I-B knowledge.com. Thanks for listening and staying engaged.